This is Fiberside Chat, a 3GIS podcast, bringing you the latest practices in the world of fiber networks and plus architecture. Hello and welcome to this episode of Fiberside Chat, brought to you by the experts at 3GIS. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the show. Now today, we're calling today's episode, The Devil is in the Details, or The Devil's in the Details, depending on how exactly you want to take it. We'll explain that in a little bit more detail here in just a moment. But we're taking an overview look at the urgency of fiber buildouts and maybe some of the mistakes that are being made in the sense of urgency. And joining me today to explain what all of this means is Tom Counts. He's the executive vice president and co-founder at 3GIS a division of SSP Innovations. Tom, great to have you on. How are you, man? I'm doing well, and it's nice to be back with you, Tyler. Um, I'm looking forward to this little discussion today. I'm looking forward to this discussion today as well. And, and, and you know, I, I think that um, this is a nuanced conversation, but this is something that you've seen building over the last uh, several months, right? A, a trend, perhaps. And that prompted you to say, hey, I want to write something about this. I want to talk about this. What were you seeing? What were you noticing? Well, you know, you talk about a trend and you expect something to gradually happen. It's like, you know, boiling the frog. And, and so... You know, we're involved in all kinds of designs. A lot of people use our software to, 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 to do the designs. And I mean, I've just seen it very deliberate and very um, articulate, if you want to put it, in, in the designs that are being, being produced today. And <laughs> I think about the good old days. The good old days, like two years ago, um, your firms <laughs> like Bechtel and Black and & Veatch, um, Irvin Cable, Dicom, Mastec, they were doing the designs. There's your engineering firms out there making it all come together. And actually, all of those people I just mentioned are spectacular in what they do. They, they, they put together really nice packages and solutions. But what hap- what's happening, and this is, I didn't know this, so I'm going to say as this is not what I call a gradual change. This is something that I've seen spike in the last, in the last year. Um, and I did not even realize it was what I call significant as it is until I actually have seen three different designs in the last I say in the last week, um, that made me go, oh my goodness, what's happening here? Um, And I I think it's a perfect example of you don't know what you don't know. Um, There are so many competing interests in in fiber today. Well, I wouldn't say competing interests so much as everybody wants it done. (laughs) Right. Um, But there's RDOF money out there. And it, it has timeline. It has really strict timelines on when you need to hit your goals, right? There's private equity money that's floating around out there in REITs. Um, same thing. You know, it's time is money. You know, time value. What is what is what's the time to cash? How do I how do we start ringing ringing revenue out of this network? And now co-ops and munis uh, municipals are really jumping in this bandwagon because all their citizens are excited to get fiber. Um, so you see this what I call push, 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 hurry, hurry, hurry. Oops, 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 whoops, what would we just do? And and when I say that, um, I'm looking back at these designs I saw, just like I said, in the last couple of weeks. And they made me really scratch my head. I actually had a guy call me and said, hey, I think your guys are, this must be, because it's it's genu- genuinely, lo- not genuinely, generally local. Um, I think your guys must have done this design. I looked at it and went, no, <laughs> that's not our work. <laughs> um, that's not our work. And, and they said, could you build to this? And I said, I couldn't begin to build to that. And it was really pathing. What I would say, it was, it was a map. I'll give it that much. It was a map with lines on it and saying, okay, you need to have a cable going down this road and you're going to have a, a, a physical p- piece of plant here that's going to be a box and it didn't call it a handhole, a pull box, a pedestal, a K 
cabinet. It just said there's going to be a box here, right? And it, and it went on, and the cable just kept going. It's not not really numbered. It's not, no count on it. It's like, how do you build that? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you build that? And and so I started thinking, well, what's happening right now? What from what is making what is making this happen? And it's really the pressure, and it's it's people that are getting into the engineering side that that while I think they're well intended. They understand, they may even understand the, the electric market. They may understand the, the, the municipal market. They may understand the cooperative market, but I don't necessarily, I can't confidently say they understand the fiber telecommunications market because the data they're providing to their, to their crew, to their field people is not fieldable. And personally, I don't even know how it's permittable. Um, and when I say permittable, I don't mean as in approvable. I mean, as it's, how do you get permits from a city to do this kind of build and with this kind of paperwork? And, and maybe that's also ignorance. So I, so I come back and say, we, we've got to do a better job. And when I say we, I mean, the, 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 the fiber consortium has got to do a better job educating our users on, on, on what we need to be providing to our field crew, what we need to be providing to our cities for permitting, what we need to be providing to, to every person involved in the, in the design and construction to make sure it's, it's smooth and, and efficient, right? Um, if, you, if you look at a budget uh, to build a fiber network, um, say $100 million, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's say it's $50 million. Let's say it's $10 million. The math doesn't really change. You, you're normally going to set aside, let's say, 5 to 8%, 4% to 8% for a good design in, in your budget. That's what it ought to cost you. And we see people right now pushing 1% to 2 to 3% on the design side, thinking they're going to save money. And, and I'm not doing this to try to sell designs. I'm doing this to say, if you have a good design, you're going to save yourself 20 to 50%. These are big numbers if you're talking about a $50 million build. You can save yourself 20% in, in, in 20 to 50% in your, in your consumable use, in your time constructing, in your, in your organized rollout of your fiber build. Those are huge dollars uh, that are meaningful. But what's most meaningful is it's huge amounts of time. Because if, if you don't do it right, this is not the one ten one hundred rule. I would call this is the one ten one thousand rule. If you've got to go back after it's constructed and say, I got this wrong, or I built it to minimum standards, you're going to find yourself spending a tremendous amount of money um, in, in getting it right. And, and that's the, the real money is rolling a truck. So if I've got to roll the truck again to the same site where I built something, I'm really throwing a lot of money away. So, so what I back up and ask myself for a smart, efficient design, understand what's permittable, understand what's constructible, and understand what's fieldable. <laughs> and right. constructible and fieldable kind of build upon themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because does your field crew, is the information you're giving them, allow them to do their job without having to make phone calls, emails, texts, circuitous trips in their trucks? to get it right. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's what I saw in these last three designs. They were all from different companies. So, and I'm going to mention anybody, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but, but 
it, it, it are all from, and there is also from very different complexions from co-ops to munis to, 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 to mid-level deployments. And I can say they never really leveraged GIS properly. Um, and by doing that, they're sending out a design, they're sending out a package that's going to waste a lot of time. And, and there's, there's actually a lot of information on the internet today to find that. Um, you just have to take the time and invest it and do it. So, so if you ask, okay, Tom, you said, do they not really leverage GIS? What the heck does that really mean? So, so things that they're always good at, I can say, let's say, what do they always get right? They almost always understand existing attachment sites and always understand crossings because attachment sites save them money and crossings cost them a fortune. And, and they seem to understand that really well, but, but past that, you know, Many of the, the designs I see today are built without context of building a design for tomorrow in the next 10 years. A lot of them are trying to connect the dots of, of the people, of, of the consumers that are out there today. Let's say, let's, you know, you, you look at a town, you look at a city, you realize, okay, this is a thoroughfare. I've got these many houses along the street. I just want to make sure I can easily access those houses. And you might have multiple ways to access those houses. Are you doing it in a way that's going to allow you a small percentage overbuild? So as the city grows, the town grows, the area grows, you're able to able able to serve that growth without having to do any future construction. Because hmm. in, in in the sense of a 244 strand cable from a 488 to a thousand strand cable down to a 12 strand cable, the price is not really ridiculously that much more when you factor in the cost of the actual construction, the permitting, the construction, the time out in the field. And, and, and we see people today typically building to the minimum standard. Let's, let's make sure we can meet these people full stop. You know, that's crazy. Let's make sure we can meet these people. We understand where the growth of the neighborhood is, where the growth of the industrial sites are, where, where money's being invested that that's might be putting a new in, industrial complex or a new shopping mall or a new school system or a new university, you know, right. where, where you know you can predict <laughs> there's going to be future <laughs> consumption that's, that's going to be worthwhile considering. And we don't sweep. I got to tell you, the last three designs I've looked at did not consider that. Now, I understand part of their thinking, hey, we want to consume every strand of fiber we've got out there, but they're really limiting themselves down the road. And also, I mean, when, when, I'm, when I'm picking that path, now let's really think GIS. Think of all the data GIS contains from topography to geology to little things like fire zones and flood zones and crime zones, traffic patterns where accidents happen all the time. Those are all easy layers in a GIS to consume and contain. Should that not be part of your design? Should you mm -hmm. not consider, hey, why, I don't want to put a cabinet in a flood zone, right? <laughs> I, 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 don't want to, I, want, I don't want my stuff getting buried underwater. But we, again, we don't see people using that properly. We don't see people bringing in all this free data to make good decisions with. So that's not a huge deal, but it is a deal. What a huge deal is, again, I'm going to, I'm going to really emphasize is making sure you're building for the future, making sure you're, you're, you're building for the future efficiently and, 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 and in a way 
that that you recognize where growth is going to be and, and sometimes where shrinkage could be. Sure. You know, where, hey, we've, we've got a, a place that's just not going anywhere. It's starting to starting to erode. Now, if there's not going to be urban renewal, you know, maybe you don't overbuild there. You build, you build to 100% knowing that's going to actually create its own capacity down the road. That's okay. That's considered a, an intelligent, thought-out design. And, and what I've seen in these, these designs I'm talking about the other day is, is lack of consistency. Um, and when you look at one page, the next page, and the third page, and the tenth page, they all look like they're done by different people. And mm-hmm. you know what? They probably were. Uh, the, a lot of them are hand done. But that's really difficult when you need to get a permit done. Um, if you can, if you can always submit a drawing that looks like the previous drawing, that looks like the previous drawing, and you can predict what the next drawing is going to look like, permitting becomes very efficient because the, the, the people that are, that are doing permit approvals will see that drawing and go, aha, I recognize that. I know it's good. I know they've thought about these things and it it starts going much faster. It it actually gains momentum as the permitting process uh, proceeds throughout a, throughout a city or a muni. then is my symbology clear and definitive? Can I look at my drawing and and easily understand what I'm seeing? Or do I have to sit there and work through legends or guess because I don't have a legend or make a phone call saying, what does this mean? So really be clear. And included in all that is there should be, you know, what's my bill of quantities for the day? What do I know I need to pull for the day so I can put it on my truck so I don't know I'm going to go out there and I've got the right equipment to to do my work? Mm -hmm. Or even a massive bill of materials for the month. So I can make sure I've got everything pre-ordered. I've got everything in my in my uh, stockyard properly uh, fulfilled. So so my truck guys on their bill of quantities can go out there and get it done, you know. And and these are the things that, and it's through lack of experience that aren't happening right now. And and when when you, when you're seeing things like RDOF and the time time frames they're they're putting on these people to get things done, by not investing that first dollar you're going to cost yourselves a thousand dollars on the back end hmm. and it's it's just kind of it's a little disturbing um because i, I never th- i i thought we were in a <laughs> an age of enlightenment um because I, I i see more and more people getting savvier i mean and when i talk about a minute ago i mentioned black and beach and Irvin, dicom and mastec though these those folks have gotten really savvy over the years they understand permittable designs they understand nice packages they understand that you need to have match lines for your cable splices on your from drawing to drawing that splicing logic has to be really blatant and clear so people aren't guessing how to do splices um and and what we really need to work on because more people are spending time well more people that haven't built fiber networks are starting to build fiber networks um they we need to do more hand-holding I mean, we do design all day long, um, but I give you the tool. I can't make you draw it properly. I can't make you design it properly. I, 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 can, I can inform you, and we can help you. We can teach you. We can instruct you, and so can Black and & Beach and Irvin and DICOM. Um, th- they can do the same thing, and I just really implore the people out there today that, that may have $50 million, $100 million to do a build-out Look before you leap. Um, mm-hmm. Build a really good project plan. Invest in your people to train them on how to use their tools to effectively build the designs and get them to market. And when I say to market, get them to your to your field crew, get them to your construction people, 
so they don't have to sit there and, and turn around and circle around. Um, you know, understand where your lit, lit fiber is. Um, understand where your dead fibers are going to be. That can be reused, possibly coming from another direction. Um, you know, that's underbuilding is a real challenge, and I see it happening at a very gross level. Um, and we really need to be thinking about overbuilding and building capacity into our network, building room to grow. So we're not, not 10 years from now going through the same problem again. 10 years from now, hoping we're solving bigger problems other than trying to figure out how to roll out strands of, strands of fiber. So there's my soapbox. How was that? I mean, I mean, this is this. It is a soapbox in a way because I just I was. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was dumbfounded when I saw these drawings come across. I say across my desk. They didn't really come across my desk. I was made aware of it by by, by friends that work here and said, "Hey, have you seen something like this, Tom?" I went, "No, <laughs> I haven't." <laughs> Holy cow! And I thought, you know, one you think, "Oh wow, this person's they got some work to do." Then you see another. And then I saw another, and that's when I thought, I, I, somebody needs to pull a little bit of an alarm here, I think. Yeah. Well, and, and as you've been, as you've kind of been outlaying, you know, laying out what you've seen and, and the issues with it, it's reminded me, I guess, of that old story of the, the tortoise and the hare, right? And you can tell me if this is a bad comparison, but the, the tortoise takes a slow and steady approach because in the end, that doesn't lead to mistakes that set you back and things like that, right? And so by taking a more maybe pragmatic approach and getting things right on the front end, you set yourself up for success in the long run, right? Well, that's, you know, I never thought of it. I was sitting the devil's in the details, but it's, this is a tortoise in the hair. This is pace yourself. Don't exactly. That's I, I should have named that my paper that because <laughs> if you come out of the gate on fire, you're basically going to burn everything down, you know, be deliberate, uh, be, be, be very deliberate and slow and, and roll it out, get it right. Make one trip. You're done. And everybody's mm-hmm. happy, and that money's well invested, and your and your RDF money is not at risk at all. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad that you shared that because I think that recognizing what's happening in the industry and then speaking and sharing your expertise to it is is how people educate themselves and and, and learn. And I think that that's exactly what we're trying to do here, just with the podcast and, and by by recording episodes like this, just give people the insight that that you have over your years of experience and that you've seen in, in your time at 3GIS, just to be able to say. Hey, look, I'm seeing this and uh, I have a lot of experience here and this is not going to work the way that we'd like for it to work. This is not how you find long-term success. Um, and I think that that's valuable insight. I mean, I appreciate what people are trying to do and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I do. And I'm excited about it because this is, it's, it's great. It's great for us. It's great for society. It's great for so many things. Um, but if we kind of mess it up at the beginning, people will get jaded and you don't want that to happen. You want them to re- maintain their excitement and if there's a few failures out there, it's gonna it's gonna make people even more afraid to leave when they need to when they need to move on in this fiber build out because without it, it's gonna hold back. It's gonna keep that you know digital divide out there. It's gonna keep our schools uh, restrained. It's it's just gonna hold back so much of the uh, um, the infrastructure that we need. Um, from AI to edge compute edge computing is a huge one that's gonna need it. So. Anyway, we we just need to keep keep going that way, and maybe maybe that's what I need to do next. Go on a go on a, a speaking role of uh, helping people understand what it takes to build a hundred percent, or maybe to build a hundred and twenty percent, so you're at a hundred percent in ten years. 
Well, hey, it sounds like we have the makings of uh, of another great episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. There's there's so many more people that understand this better than me. I gotta be honest with you. It's just when I saw this, I thought, you know, this needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Tiny killed it. Yeah, it was very good. Exactly. No, I, yeah, I, I I thought that that was uh, I thought that was excellent. So, a- any any uh, any final words here as we uh, wrap up this episode, Tom? You know, I used to give a a, a another paper. Um, it, it was really about take the fear out of fiber because so many people have been afraid to leap mm-hmm. that they, 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 that they couldn't move. And now this is, maybe I oversold that. <laughs> um, you know, respect it is what I'm saying. Res- yeah. Respect the magnitude of the build, the magnitude of the, of, of the elephant. You know, they say, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know, take small bites and organize that meal. Um, and if you do that, I think you're going to be massively successful. You're going to have very happy constituents and you're going to have very happy shareholders um, because it, it, it fiber always, always, always pays for itself. Just don't, don't impede yourself by p- digging a hole at the very first part. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that, that ROI will come back so much faster. So Tom, if people do have questions and, and are interested in learning a little bit more about what 3GIS does and how you can help with this process, uh, you know, can, can you provide them some information on that and give some insight into what 3GIS can do and, and what you can provide to people who are going through this, you know, th- this fiber process? Well, thanks, Tyler. You know, this is right in our wheelhouse. This is this is the center of our universe is is helping people manage and document their networks. And back when we started started the design side with Google back in oh what 2015 or so, I mean that wasn't what what I would call wasn't in our wheelhouse, but but it is today, and it's something we're really good at. And we have an entire department and organization that has one focus and that is to improve and automate and cut the time of design, but while also making sure it, it checks the right boxes to build, to make it constructible, make it fieldable and make it, make it uh, growth ready. Right. And so, so I encourage anyone that's, that that's working on a design that's, that's intimidated, that's afraid it doesn't meet standards or if it's, it's not buildable. We don't have to do all your design. We, we can simply be a consulting arm to, to, to look over your shoulder and go, hey, you may want to think about this. Or, ooh, you kind of may want to think about that um, with, without, you know, without being know-it-alls. But, but we also, we don't want you wasting time and money. And, and, and we want to see fiber more and more successful and people talking very merrily about it. And if, if we can help, help make that journey better and smoother, I mean, that's what we do. And we're, to be honest, we're really good at it. So, you know, give us a call. Um, we're on the internet at www.3-gis.com. Um, and you can learn more about our capabilities there. And we, again, we have an entire organization set up meant and focused on delivering that very solution. Some fantastic wisdom and advice there from Tom Counts, Executive Vice President and Co-Founder at 3GIS. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us, uh, for for having this idea, seeing these things, and uh, bringing it to our attention here on the podcast today. Pleasure. It's good to be here again. Nice talking to you again. Nice talking to you as well. And everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of Fiberside Chat. We appreciate it very much. Of course, for more insight and for more thoughts from 3GIS, make sure to go visit their website, 3-GIS.com. 
3-GIS.com. You can find more podcast episodes like this, more thought leadership, and more insights into what they do and their expertise in the world of fiber. Uh, and get more from Tom. Uh, Tom has previous podcast episodes. So if you have not already subscribed to the podcast and gone back and listened to some of those, do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. And stay tuned for future and upcoming episodes of the show. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.